Welcome to Real Time Real Estate, a podcast brought to you by St. Louis Realtors, your voice for real estate. My name is Dan Wonder, and I am the Director of Marketing Communications here at St. Louis Realtors. And I'm Kylie Beasley, Communications Specialist and your podcast producer. And today on Real Time Real Estate, we're going to be talking about a very exciting project that has been going on for a little bit down in the city. That is the Armory. And today we have two great guests joining us. If you guys want to take a second and introduce yourself. Yes, uh, this is Phil Holtz, CEO and founder of Green Street. And I'm Allie Lamb. I'm the director of marketing for the Armory. I guess the best place to start would be, did you have the idea of what you wanted the space to be before you acquired it? Or did you kind of come into it and then spark the idea of it could be this really grand, cool event space? You know, like any real estate, it uh, there's always a story behind it. And sure. I was fortunate enough to know, I know a lot of people that are developers and who are, you know, have played different roles. And so I, I got a call one day from Rick Randall, who is one of the partners, principals of Pace Properties. And he had the armory under contract and he was working on redeveloping it into a tennis venue that really uh, was respectful of the history of where that building was used in one of its uh, eras during the 50s and 60s. And, and he had gone down this path, had spent a lot of time with Trivers, the architect that he was using to do a tennis venue for Warshoe, St. Louis Shoe, but for the public, and it would have apartments. And as he worked through all of that, he realized that the economics were too daunting to make it happen. And I think it was difficult to pull those two universities together. And so he called me up. I walked through it. This is in 2016. And I ended up buying it 90 days later. But I was awed by the architecture, the history, the fact that it was in such a central location along market. Uh, It is historically something that was built during the Roosevelt period, during the WPA work program, and it is a magnificent structure. And when I first looked at it, you know, I I really paid attention to what uh, Rick was doing, you know, and then as you learn from other people, uh, it was also a venue for obviously the 138th Regiment, that was the reason it was built, around the edges was this entertainment concept that evolved from tennis. And when I say tennis, we are uniquely positioned at that time because really indoor tennis wasn't a piece of the world. There weren't those kind of venues like you see at Front Neck. I think they had six courts. And uh, when people came to this facility to start their careers, ended up winning Wimbledon, one of the biggest tennis tournaments in the world. Oh, wow. So beyond that, there were eight, there were 300 national champions here. So there's lots of richness. And Rick also kind of explained to me that music was a big part of this venue. So the Grateful Dead played here, James Brown, Ike and Tina Turner, Moby Grape, just a whole host of people. So as things evolved beyond the tennis, the music, it became a sports venue or indoor soccer, track, handball. They had a kind of a wonderful swimming pool. It was kind of a gathering place for young people that they could come and just hang out. It had its own little bar up in the mezzanine. And then I show up and I got to figure out how to take this into something else. And I had been doing a lot of work in the Grove and 
I just loved what was happening throughout the whole district in Midtown. And he had the universities. You had a lot of young people that are coming from all over the world to not only get educated here, but start their medical training. But there's just a lot of young people in these historic districts that love our city, that have a richness. So I, I knew that we could do something. And so the first focus was on cortex and how do I bring something here that would attract people because you need unique space to attract technical people, you know, that are in the tech industry or, and I think one of the thoughts I went over and looked at Cambridge Innovation. I looked at other WeWorks, went and looked at Chicago, New York, and I was able to connect with probably three or four of those. And I started down the path of looking at this as a co-working, but really cool, innovative space that somebody could come here, take the Metrolink back into Cortex, live in the area, and we'd have something unique. And we got WeWorks committed to a design that we created through Arcturus. We had WeWorks negotiated a lease. And so we we had already been doing quite a bit of other entertainment. So I, I really kind of stepped back and said, you know, thank goodness I didn't have them go in the building and blow up, you know, after I'd spent all the money. But we'd already started renovation, you know, you know, tuck pointing the building, working on putting a new roof, gutting the building. So we had really a, a wonderful open space. And, you know, I just said, you know, every, when something happens like that, you look at, okay, that was fortunate, but I'm going to take the next step. So I went back to sports and entertainment and I brought um, rec hall over here that we were doing a pop-up in the Grove. And that's what got me back into what we're doing today. And so I think I really think the vision for the armory was already there. It's fine tuning it and accepting how uniquely positioned this building is, how much it contributed to the sports world, the music world, and just people having fun. So this is really about creating a venue that anybody can come to, have fun, and be wowed. Uh, and it's going to be just the foundation of what we build around it because we're going to create living space other office, other entertainment. It'll be a whole district called the Armory District, 26 acres and several million square feet of space. But it's right in the middle of the bullseye of what's happening here in Midtown. And it can be for watch parties, corporate events. It can be your living room of fun. Um, we'll have corporate sponsors, but it's a really casual, fun place that you can call and come to and meet and feel like you're, you're part of the the neighborhood. You know, it's interesting that you mentioned that one of the original purposes of the armory was that it was used for tennis. It reminds me of something I read a while back about Grand Central Station in New York City that they had a tennis club or some tennis courts built in the upper levels of the station. And it was kind of like considered the best kept secret of downtown Manhattan, if you will. It, it really has been interesting, though, learning that there are so many different uses for the armory throughout its history. I, I'm originally from the Illinois side and driving over to St. Louis a lot growing up, whenever we'd come with friends, I have a friend that's a history buff like myself. She would tell me, you know, like, oh, yeah, that's just the old armory. You know, they used to keep tanks in the basement, you know, and it was used to store ammunition. So the more that I hear about like 
oh, hey, it was used for concerts. It's been used for tennis. You know, people played, you know, intramural sports here. Like to me, it's been very interesting because in a way it's kind of an unsuspecting building. You would have never guessed that it would be used for this stuff. Well, it's much more dynamic than that. When you have an opportunity or any members have an opportunity to visit the armory, I would love to take them on a tour and just show them the richness of what this facility looks like just aesthetically. It feels massive. It's got 85 feet from the floor to the roof deck. It's all tongue and groove wood. It's got a huge bridge truss. So it's oh, very, wow. a lot of natural light and it is a little over 80,000 square feet per floor. And there's two main floors, the lower level, which will be entertainment, food, and uh, music, and lots of games. The main floor is called the Commons, so it'll have a wonderful stage. It has the largest screen in the Midwest, 60 by 30, and it's four times larger than what's at Ballpark Village. It's got a much oh, wow. higher definition. You can do uh, a backdrop for you know a concert, you know, a video of what's going on on the stage that's blown up, or it can be observing people in this, you know, in the facility that are playing games and it's kind of a social media hurrah moment when you come in this place it's just your jaw drops in how it looks feels and how it just explodes in front of you you know additionally there's a 62 foot stage that will host live entertainment you know when working with the with the my pr team it's funny when you say six bars it's a little misleading so we really are the biggest bar in St. Louis in terms of square feet, number of tap handles. Um, that's just factual and it's amazing. But six bars, it's nearly 500 feet of bar space. So one of those bars is 60 feet. You know, we have 40 plus interactive games. We have 92 tap handles. We have a two-story slide named the Super Happy Fun Slide, who has <laughs> its own TikTok and Instagram. I love that um, name. We'll have a number of different VIP event spaces. So, you know, corporate Christmas outings or parties or, you know, private events. Uh, I was chatting with a gentleman yesterday and he's like, I'm turning 50. I'd love to come there. Great. Come on. Like, <laughs> I love uh, that Phil, you know, Phil was uh, sharing a bit about is, you know, I've worked in th this industry for a number of years and you know but on both sides event production you know marketing and but I've also been a hostess bartender cocktail waitress what I love is there could be six different private events going on at once and it doesn't impact the the other guests the other attendees because of the sheer amount of space so there could be six private events and it doesn't impact you know, the, the general consumer that wants to come by for happy hour and grab a beer and eat some tacos and, you know, have a good time. So that's really special. And I think that's one thing that St. Louisans are going to love is the fact that you'll know what to expect when you arrive. And that's games, food, fun, and, and beverages. Um, so I, I, something I'm really excited about. I love that you guys are, you know, taking this historic space and really have kind of brought new life to it and are bringing kind of all these different technological advances like the Jumbotron, as you mentioned, you know, and trying to really, you know, make it really stand out for a community. I think I think that's important. Um, I know that the building itself was completed in 1938. Were there steps taken to maintain that historic integrity of the building? Or did you run into any challenges at all as you guys were working on it? Well, um, it was kind of after 1987, it was really not in the right hands. 
of ownership. And so a lot of things structurally, and I won't say structurally, um, you know, the roof and just general maintenance wasn't uh, there, but the building is built like a fortress and it's one of a kind. It's stout as can be. So what we did when we bought it is we retuck pointed the building, did a lot of work to the limestone work, but it's got beautiful detail all around that building that you'll see as you walk up to it or around it or drive by it. And then we put a brand new tongue and groove roof. We put all new mechanical systems in. We put all new fire sprinkler, all new restrooms. It's really state of the art. And uh, we've got backup generators. You know, it's just everything has been dialed back in to first class state of the art facility so that we can attract not only talent, but people will be here in a safe, organized fashion to enjoy every inch of that building. One thing I will add to, um, you know, to your point, you mentioned, you know, you mentioned Grand Central Station, you know, Union Station here in St. Louis. There, you know, one thing that I get, you know, commented on a lot as people come into the building and enjoy the space is just how incredible and and feel as humble as can be, but what an incredible job the team of Green Street did to you can tell and you can feel that there was a lot of work, energy, and effort put in to maintain the beautiful art deco style of the building, that the military heritage, you know, truly like maintaining that wonderful structure. It feels like it was built in 1938 in that it's an ode to and, and it's, a, uh, you know, it, it's an ode to that time. And however, similar to the beautiful buildings in Soulard that are being you know renovated or a number of the buildings in, in Midtown, you know, inside the space, it is modern as can be, but you can feel that that incredible, gorgeous art deck style from that time period. I love that you guys mentioned that, you know, that this place is built like a fortress. I, I think that's one of the most incredible aspects of our city that kind of gets overlooked sometimes is that St. Louis, as we like to tote, is a brick city. And one of the things, you know, that even with these commercial buildings like this, and even over into the residential homes, you know, a lot of these homes, they are, they're built to last. And even if they were in bad hands and the inside is deteriorating. It, it really is amazing how many of these places can be transformed if you just, you know, change out that interior, put, you know, a new modern space in. I mean, it really creates something amazing. I, it almost makes me think of kind of like you look at like Lafayette Square, for example, you know, that that place back in like the 1970s, it was very run down. But those structures, they were so sound that nowadays those houses, after they've changed hands and move in, moved into new ownership, are absolutely gorgeous. Well, this is the same uh, same palette, so it's pretty spectacular, yeah. but on a grander scale. So it's just part of a bigger district. So the famous bar warehouse that's next door will go through in a massive renovation, but the entertainment is what's bringing people here, and it's what will be the platform to do the rest of the revitalization that's across the street from City Foundry. And you know, another big part is the greenway, the brick line that's coming through here that'll connect all of our neighborhoods. So it's 20 miles of connected connectivity that will be built here over the next. Uh, well, starts next year on Tower Grove Peak 
fairgrounds piece and the cortex to grant is part of that too. So it'll change dramatically how people come and go. The other yeah, piece is like. we're, we're also making this very Uber friendly. So when you pull up to the armory, there's Uber drop off and there's an Uber pickup or left lift, either one of those. We will be very bike friendly as we go. We'll end up as we develop the famous bar, we'll have electric car charging. We have a Tesla station here in our office, but we'll do that on the armory district. We'll have uh, a lot of shuttles so that you can park offsite, like at Ikea, BJC. For really large events, we'll be able to bring people in and bring them here efficiently. And then we see a lot of interaction between city foundry visitors, armory, going back and forth because we complement each other and we bring large crowds down here for fun. And it's hard to go find a special event space that isn't like a convention center that's very cold and not very warm and inviting, where this is about engagement. It's in a right location. So you feel the, the strength of the neighborhood that you're in. And we're going to do some incredible lighting around the armory. We have Raven Fox, who's going to help us with some lighting that'll be really like the planetarium, like you see at Union Station in the atrium. There'll be some really unique visual effects here that will be, you know, something you would see in much more hip districts around the country that we're bringing here to St. Louis. I like that you've touched on, you know, your different parking options and how you want to make it as commutable as possible for people. Because I know as somebody that's not from here and lives in the county, sometimes if there's a question of, do you want to go to this thing in the city or in Midtown or wherever, it's like, well, can we drive very easily? Like, what's the parking situation going to be like? So it's really nice to hear that you're thinking about that in advance. Absolutely. And I would also add that, you know, as a fellow, you know, I'm a St. Louisan and, you know, as a, as a young professional woman myself, who at the end of the day, you know, does go out and enjoy myself here in St. Louis, you know, really often, it's super important for us to keep that in mind and, and really more so at the forefront of the conversation to make sure that everything is, is well, well lit, secure, safe. You know, we've got a great security team, um, you know, inside and outside of, of the building. And we're working very closely with, you know, for example, the St. Louis, um, you know, police department, of course, because at the end of the day, we want people to feel really good about the entertainment side of things. But also, of course, in the back of their mind, you know, in order to make those type of decisions that you're talking about, Kylie, to, to go anywhere, you have key questions, you know. So on our website, we have a frequently asked questions page because I love know before you go, right? So it's, you know, Absolutely. What, where is it? But we're also the show me state. So you got to have a visual of like where to park, where do I make the right turn? How do I enter the building? You know, what's the vibe? You know, what can I expect, right? So we're putting together, that will be updated on our website, um, which is armorystl.com. So anyone who's interested in, you know, getting those type of answers can navigate there for all of this information because we think it's super important. So, you know, we've, we've really worked hard to be thorough and that's really important because we want our demographic to, and, and our community more importantly, to feel like they can have a really good time, but get home safe and then come back the next day. <laughs> 
Absolutely. No, I think that you guys are doing really great stuff there, it sounds like. Um, so we've kind of already touched on what you see the the armory doing for the city and what type of things you'd like to bring in. Do you anticipate it? It sounds like maybe yes. Do you anticipate it bringing people in from out of town? We are connecting with all of the hotels, the convention center, all the big institutions. So, you know, one of the missing things is Explore St. Louis is another one. Um, you know, it's important to let everybody know what's here because we consider ourselves a resource to complement what they're doing. So this week on Thursday, I'll be speaking to 30 of the national convention selection people that travel around the country, visit convention centers, and they want to know what's outside the domain of convention center downtown that people can go to experience and see a flavor of St. Louis. So uh, I'm one of the speakers. Steve Smith is uh, Bob O'Loughlin from Union Station. So there is a large contingent here. And we do this throughout because you want people to understand who we are, what we bring as a resource that, you know, kind of brightens the, the star, so to speak, of who we are, how we feel and how engaged. And we you see it with our dog park that's next door. We have Bar K and we will draw 300 plus 350,000 people that are, it's a pet friendly venue, but it's a place to have food, beverage, entertainment, and it's a gathering place where people feel very comfortable. We're doing the same thing with the Armory times six. And uh, it's a, this is, this is a quarter million square foot of fun. And there isn't anything like it in the, I don't know of anything like it in the Midwest or the country. Really. Really. We say industry altering um, you know, often, and it's that's why we say industry altering. I've been, you know, like I mentioned, I've, I've been in this industry coast to coast. I've thrown large scale experiential events for you know brands like Anheuser Busch and Stiefel, and I truly have never seen anything like this venue. And I've never seen it in my experience. And it's something that I'm so proud as a St. Louisan, first and foremost, to be able to share this with not just our local community, that will happen first, but then regionally and nationally. And we envision this taking off, you know, to, to Phil's point, you know, he's sharing with these great convention, um, you know, this great you know, Explore St. Louis convention group. Additionally, our vision is for this to take off on social media as well. Honestly, I, hearing all about this has been just absolutely incredible. And I know that as I've driven by the building the past few years, every time I see their work being done on it, it's been like, what is going on in there? And trying to, you know, read more as much as we can. So it's, it's been incredible to have you two here today just talk about what is going to be going on in there. And I know we're all very excited for you guys to open and to have a big success here in St. Louis. Absolutely. And I'll just end real quick by saying, you know, what we're describing, what we're sharing today is only the beginning. You know, Phil mentioned a number of the, the phases of the Armory District that are coming soon. In the building itself, we have a whole nother next phase coming that we can't even talk about. So there's just a lot to enjoy and, um, and share with the community. And we'll be doing that in the first quarter of 2023. And we'll just keep rocking and rolling until the building is, is fully complete top to bottom, which the goal would be by you know mid-May of, of next year of 2023. Well, now I'm excited to hear that news when that comes out. If people are looking for you online or looking for those updates, where can they find those? 
Yep, best updates are going to be armorystl.com, or they can go to any of our social channels. We have Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and LinkedIn. So all of the updates can be found in those places. We'll also be sharing additional information via news outlets and, and all of that fun stuff too. So there will be a lot to share and a lot of exciting news to share, both from Phil and myself, and we can't wait. Amazing. Phil, Ali, thank you so much again for joining us today. This this has been incredible to talk about the Armory and just to hear about Green Street's work into revitalizing this space. Yes, thank you. Absolutely. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Real Time Real Estate, a podcast brought to you by St. Louis Realtors. Join us next time for more on real estate news, trends, and industry insights. And be sure to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn. St. Louis Realtors, your voice for real estate.